0: Praise the name of Jesus. We praise you, Father. We thank you for just visiting us today, Lord God. Amen. We thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your presence, Father. Thank you for the healing that has taken place Amen. in you. We thank you. Thank you for the love that we have experienced Thank you. We experience your anointing. We experience your strength. We bless the name of Yeshua, Emmanuel, God, with us. We bless you. We bless you. God has done something miraculous in here, He has really moved on the hearts of his people. He's eradicated your old thoughts and your former way of thinking and your conversations. God has infused us with his power today. Amen. Amen.
1: Hallelujah. Already.
0: Such an awesome God. Yes, this is. is why we praise him. Amen. This is why we gather. This anointing is just so heavy, like a blanket right now. I'm trying to move forward, but it's when you love someone, you don't want to leave them. Mm-hmm. You want to be with, him him all with the them all the time. <laughs> you, so you want to stay with
1: them all
0: the time. You just love them so much. You want to hear them talk more to you, whisper something in your Amen. ear.
1: Just want to be with them.
0: You want them to lean over and Amen. just caress you.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Sounds like marriage counseling in oh, yes. here. All right, praise God. Yes, exactly. Amen. It is a marriage, though.
0: You such your marriage is something. Amen. When you're being held mm. by your lover. Amen. And in this case, he's the <laughs> captain of your soul. Amen.
1: <laughs> Amen.
0: Glory. The greatest romance is the mm. romance with our Heavenly Father. Amen. You can't Never be really advance like, like that nowhere here my
1: on earth. Oh. My God,
0: my Give you a small insight just about allowing us to live here in this earth mm. through this vessel, what love and romance is.
1: So are you saying that the, the more intimacy that you have with God, you're able to have that, you're able to really show forth more of that love with the ones that are Aging, our loved ones.
0: Man. So yes. see, that has
1: a limit in your natural sense of your love, yeah. it's, it's conditional,
0: That's right. but with
1: God, it's, it's unconditional, so the more I fall in love with him, the more I'm able to love her at deeper depths, yeah. my you. God, yes. I'm going after him,
2: yes. because
1: I get to love her, I get to love and express to her my deep love for her, because you know I'm in love with him. Y'all, man, this is, this is what you want a man who is in love. You, the woman, you want a man who is in love with God.
2: Amen. See, if he's
1: in love with God, there's no bounds, no limit of the love that you have for her.
0: That's yes, right. You
1: want a man who's deeply intimate with God.
0: Yes, come che
1: on. Carazzo, Hallelujah. Hey, glory to God. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: Because and a man. I'm trying to
1: tell you, I'm serious. This is how it is. Oh, how it is.
0: who is in love with God. That's
1: right. I'm gonna he
0: you sees right. through the eyes of God. And God doesn't see your imperfection. Mm. Everything is perfect about you. Mm. Even though you have sinned, everything that you do and say is perfect.
1: We don't need no marriage counseling if you just fall in love with God.
0: If you fall in love with
1: God, God. you will respect, you will see it through your eyes, and my love will always be other-directed, and your love will always be
0: other-directed, See, it's so easy, y'all. Jesus. We, this is another topic, but yes, the same topic. Because so God's lives. a mystery. Huh? Amen. <laughs> we're going to go into identification with Christ. This is part four. Yes. It's the twofold oneness, our identification with Christ. So we're going to talk about when it comes to the twofold oneness, it's actually first his oneness with our sin on the cross, his oneness with our sin on the cross, because he didn't sin and we did. And the second part of it is our one is with him and his glory on the throne, mm. that you already have victory over everything in your life because he is the victor and you're one with him. So this is why any any reason why you think that things are not working for you, we talked about this, anytime you think you're losing, you're winning. Because Mm. you're with Christ. Mm. You're with the victor. This is why you're more than a conqueror, because you are with Christ. He's already conquered everything that needs to be conquered. Amen? Amen. We just have to have an insight on who we are and whose we are. Amen. You are now no longer of your mother and your father. You have now been born, been gotten of Jesus Christ. So we talked about in this very series, because this is going to be part four, and I think it's going to be eight parts to this, is that um, the series of our identification, I really want to share with you the revelation of our identity with him in the attempt to really introduce to you yourself. Mm -hmm. I want to reveal to you yourself. Mm -hmm. Does everyone in here pretty much think they know themselves? Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, please, no. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) You know what you'll do in certain things, don't you? You know your response. When somebody say something to you, you know you. Yes, you do. So yourself <laughs>
0: really deals with your identity. There you go. When I say you know yourself, is that you know your race, you, you know how tall you are, you know all the different things somebody, you about your yourself, type. your blood type, your identity, what identifies you. But that's not you anymore because you've been born again. And I want to really attempt to reveal to you yourself to you, yourself to you. As if you're looking in the mirror mm. for the first time realizing who you really are. The reality of yourself to you. So it's almost like yourself is introducing yourself to you.
1: <laughs> go ahead, try it. hello self.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but your new self is the, the hidden man. The you new self is the new creation. The recreated spirit. You also are the workmanship mm. of Christ, which was created through your legal redemption. So you—you're all these different things, but it's new, which is one thing. You're a new creation in Christ. You're something new that has never existed before, mm. but yet you're here. You have never existed before
1: in your same body.
0: Mm. You had a new birth. Mm. You are born again. So we don't really I want it's really hard time we really go beyond of thinking that we know who we are. It's time now to really know what who you are through your recreated human spirit. Your spirit is what was recreated. Mm. You are given a new heart. The heart and spirit is considered to be one referred to in the word of God. Yep. So this is why we find it hard to think differently if we have the same heart. You've been given a heart that causes you to love God. Mm. You've been given a heart now when you've been born again that causes you to live righteous. You've been given a heart now to seek him out. You've been given a heart now to desire to be in his presence. Mm. Not that I don't want to or I don't feel like being in the presence of the Lord. You've been given a heart fee that pushes you to, consent, to continue to intercede for others when you are going through something, something traumatic, something that you're like, God, well, wh- when is my time coming for this to be removed? He causes you, he causes you to go down on your knees for others in spite of what you're experiencing. What kind of God is that? I'm trying to tell you. That's what they're saying. What about me? Mm. What about my life? What about when things are going to change for me? It will change for you as it did for Job when you pray for others. Mm-hmm. He will turn your captivity, Thanks. and it will be as if you had dreamed. He's saying you can't dream enough or imagine enough the kind of life that I've already prepared for you, Colin. There's no amount of money, there's no amount of friends, there's no amount of fame, there's no amount of greatness, there's no amount of this world glory that can be compared to your new creation. But you're in so much disarray and discontentment because of situation and people and circumstances. But you've been born again that causes you to live a victorious life even when you don't feel like living it.
1: Even with the circumstances. They're there now for a purpose. Mm-hmm.
0: So we, in our last teaching, we studied the new creation connection with Christ. We spoke about uh, that we're, we're, we died with Christ, been crucified with him. We were buried with him. We suffered with him. And we were made alive with him, which is in 1 Peter 3.18. We're just going to go over that uh, fairly quickly, because that was our last teaching being made alive with him. And that reads, 1 Peter 3.18, Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. To bring you safely home to God. Mm. So that's why nothing that happens to a believer is going to destroy you. It feels, I mean, you, your body feel tremendous affliction. It's real. But he says, this is not to destroy you. Mm-hmm. This is to build you up. Amen. These minor afflictions of life mm-hmm. is to build you up. Count it all joy. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like it. It's not about a feeling. It's what you know, that if I continue in this, just like the greatest athletes that won the gold medal. I don't feel like continue to train and my body hurts, my, my jaw, and then sometimes there's injury in the process of training. Mm-hmm. But it's to build you up to be a victor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What winner wins that quits? Mm-hmm. They don't. Not one. He says it's not the ones who are the fastest in the race, but the one that who endure right. to the end. Oh. Not the one who murmur and complain about what I'm going through, but those who pray and praise what I'm going through mm-hmm. because that strengthens you. You can't see
1: because you're so carnal, you're so busy mm-hmm. listening at the natural things or where it is instead of the actual spiritual, what's really happening. When you go down on your knees and you're afflicted, everything seems like chaos for you, but then you start praying for other people. Mm -hmm. That takes another spiritual maturity as well to really go and do that and understand what she's saying. It takes a different type of spiritual maturity uh, to forsake you and worry about others.
0: And there are some things in your life that pushes you no matter what because you're very determined about certain things in your life. But God said, you're just not that determined about me.
2: Mm. Oh.
0: It's something.
1: Yeah.
0: It could be whatever little goals that we have. And normally it's always a car and a house. Pretty much. That we're or so determined. Or relationship. Or person. Mm-hmm. Or three right there. Or person. We're determined nothing will stop you forgetting that person or thing.
1: I will stalk you. There you go.
0: Do stalk you to stop. Pastor, that's good, because we need to start to stalk God. Amen. We stalk him. I,
1: well, he did say rapidly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Kohler. But you're right. We should. So God about stalking, stalking.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, he was stalking me, too.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was stalking me. I'm serious.
0: And then that's a, a stalk that you want to have, and you want him. You sure yeah. do. That's the one you want.
1: <laughs> Trust me.
0: For he was made alive, and we were made alive with him in the mind of justice. You were made alive with him in the mind of justice. And I ask myself, oh in yeah. the mind of justice, what does that mean? Elaborate, come on. He is a just God. Mm-hmm. He is a just God. That's his mind. His mind is justice. Righteous. His mind is justice. Mm-hmm. His mind is what's right. <coughs> You've been made alive to have the mind to do what's right.
1: Wow, that marinate for a second. Good gracious. Mm
0: -hmm. In the mind of justice, Mm -hmm. everything that was wrought through, and wrought means that something was work, a work that was done, or something that was created through God's, his his death, his burial, his resurrection, Mm -hmm. and then sitting on the right-hand side of the Father with all power and authority, He said, through all of that, you were made now righteous to do what's right. Because in the mind of justice, that Jesus, he basically died in our place, which now makes us just to have all the power and authority that he has. So in the mind of God, you are Jesus. In the mind of God, you are his son.
1: Uh, ain't that why he living inside you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right.
0: But this is not real for us.
1: That's the key. That's the bridge.
0: I'm still fee. That. Yeah. I'm not, no, I'm, I still I'm look the same. Right. I still
1: have, sometimes I still have the same propensities for sin. Right, right. Oh, the, the same ones that mm-hmm. I had now I'm born again. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I know we're going to get to that, so <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone.
0: <laughs> so a part of uh, what God wants to really connect us with when it comes to being born and uh, dying with Christ and raising with Christ is that now you've been made to be righteous, not only righteous, but holy.
1: Mm. Sanctified.
0: We're going to talk about those words mm. righteous and holy. Mm. Dave? Question. Is this the wrong, it uh, probably is, but is this the wrong thought having to be, I would say, intimidated by that statement you just made about in? is in God's mind with Jesus. No. Oh. Is it I mean, like 'cause I'm intimidate when you say that it's mm-hmm. like, whoa, like that like that's a very intimidating thought to me. Right. Well, I I don't know why, but it is it's just like wow to see for God to see me as Jesus, like that's that's heavy. Like that is a heavy thought. So
2: is that wrong or is something wrong with me or <laughs>
0: <laughs> No, we should be very when it comes to that, this is why we're not to take his name lightly. And then we should fear, we should fear that we are not walking upright because Mm -hmm. I've taken his name. I'm saying that I'm Jesus in the earth. Mm -hmm. And you should have fear Mm -hmm. that you're not walking upright because you're representing Jesus. You're going out on his behalf. Imagine, just, just do something that we can relate to is that President Obama says, now Dave, I'm, I'm delegating to you my office. Mm-hmm. I'm charging you, I'm releasing my office, I'm discharging now my office to you as the President of the United States. That's heavy. But even what's more heavy is that now you have been delegating the name, power, and authority of the creator of an entire universe. So you should fear Mm. that you're not living righteous Mm. and holy Mm. because that's who he is. He's righteous and he is holy.
1: That's an excellent, I think, analogy of that. But then he says, allow,
0: Hmm?
1: prohibit his mind Mm -hmm. when you're born again. You can't be born again Hmm? you still have your same mind.
0: That's right.
1: You can't be born again you have the same heart. Hmm? But you can be born again and now guess what? You're going to have that same propensity to sin, but guess what? It's not going to stay because now you're going to hate what he hates Mm -hmm. and love what he loves. You're going to want to be an imitator now of
0: him. uh, Mm Amen. If he had something real quick. I was going to ask, is that
1: what keeps a selfish sinner from coming to Christ because they're not ready to Hmm. take on the responsibility of being a Christian? Because I uh, always here. I'm not ready I'm not ready mm-hmm. I'm not ready I'm not ready right is it you not ready to come out of the world like you still want to do whatever it is that you want to do or are you not ready to take on a responsibility
2: that comes with being a Christian
0: you're not ready to die they're not ready to die Amen. they're not mm-hmm. ready to <laughs> die <laughs> I was going to say they're let's they're not them. ready to they probably really don't know, <laughs> this is why I'm going to tell them. Okay. You're not ready, ready to die. That's good. Because when, when you have to be born again, you have to die. That's right. And really, naturally, if I come up and say. That's
1: good. Uh-oh, stand it up, yo.
0: <laughs> Fee, this is a ticket to death. Are you ready to take that ticket? Even now, just to, to to just, just to say to die, just to say to
2: die,
0: just to die and not exist the way that you know you're existing now. Are you ready to die? See, this is what, you don't have to answer, oh, okay. but this is what we're saying yep. to, an unbelie- to an unbeliever, a non-believer, a non-believer. To a non-believer, you're saying, are you ready to die? Are you ready to cease to exist? Are you ready to be buried six feet under, BK? Are you, are you ready? And you're going you to see yourself in the grave. Are you ready? Because for me, it's a, it's a personal experience. For me, when I was baptized in the Spirit, I saw myself in the grave six feet under. I saw my funeral. I saw a shallow grave that I was put in, and the box was sealed. I saw that. Are you ready to see and experience that as a reality? Are you ready to die? No, I'm not ready to die. That's what they say. I'm not ready to die. Goodness. I want to live. But they say I want to. But they saying I want to die. Because if you're not born again, you're already dead. And you will die a second death. Yes. So they don't want to die. A sinner wants to continue to sin. That's their life. They're saying, I want to live. Live. That's
1: right. That's really good.
0: I want to live. And we as believers, you say, yes, I want Jesus. But still, after I accept him, I want to die again. I want to go back to my former self because of the sin. Feel good. See, when you give your life up, you have to die. That's what Jesus did. He gave his life up. And they're saying, I'm not w- I'm not ready or willing to give my life up. It's my life. And then you have some Christians who are saying, I'm not willing to give my life up still after I said I'm ready to die. Mm-mm. I'm not willing to say that I don't want to celebrate the holidays. I'm not willing to do that. Don't come for the holidays. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm coming, Mom. I'm not willing to love those who don't love me. I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to give to God. This is my money. Mm. And I give to him when I get ready because it's mine. And besides that, what does God need with money? He wants your heart, heart. And your heart is attached to, to your
1: money. money. That's why you won't give it. That's it. So,
0: part of you saying, now being born again, I want to live, but I'm caught. Betwixt dying because I don't want to do the things that's necessary for this new birth. So what you're in this is why I love this, this song by Juanita Baum that says, "Shake us again, because I fell in a spiritual coma. Mm. 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 You're mm. living, but you're hooked up to life support." Mm. 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 Good God Almighty. Oh this is what's happening. Did that fully answer your question?. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Righteousness and holiness. It's the nature of the Father. And when Jesus received the na- that nature, he became the righteous once more. He died, so he became the righteous once more. And when Jesus was made, when Jesus made sin, he cried. Catch this. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Mm-hmm. When he was made sin. This is good. And this is why the people who are not saved, they're not God. He forsake. Sin. You're not a part of him. You're his creation, but you're not his children.
1: Not unless you're born again.
0: But when he was made alive, then the father said to him, Thou art my son. Mm. When he was made sin, he had to turn his back on his son. But when his son was made alive through his works for us, he then became or was begotten of God. He was made righteous. And the word begotten means to cause. We we have a lot of words, but then we don't know what it means. It means to cause, it causes the father to become his father.
1: He's the only begotten.
0: Yes. Mom, you had something? And I totally hear what you're saying, but when you offer Jesus Christ to a sinner, that's what you're saying. Yep. You have to die. And this you see, And this is, this is what it is. I offer you Jesus Christ. I'm yeah. offering you love. But that means that I have to change my life.
1: Yeah. And it is eternity.
0: And it's not you that's changing your life. It would be then Holy Spirit causing the change in you. There is. Mm?
2: That not only that you could
0: look at it as another aspect, and you take on his name. Say if you were overseas, are you you know you got to be prepared to be willing to die for your faith? Mm-hmm. A, and another aspect to that, he mm-hmm. also told told it possible, told it possible. To, you know, to and they did. Yeah, he said you have to pick up your cross and deny yourself. Mm-hmm. He said if you're gonna be my disciple, that's a key. You have to pick up your cross and deny and deny yourself. So, a dead man can't really,
1: <laughs> you don't really have a will to sin. You don't you have dead. a will, a voice? That's right. And, uh, and you're a living sacrifice, which I said before. Mm-hmm. A living sacrifice has no will. And you are made a living sacrifice. You, you, you got to die, but not in your physical, but some of us will. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us are called yeah. to physically die yeah. for his name's sake. Yeah. Okay.
0: And what we're doing as believers, are, you are reactivating the voice of death.
1: Mm. Go ahead, say that.
0: You, when you sin, Mm. you reactivate the voice of death because that man was dead. That's right. The old man is dead. You reactivate the voice and the propensity to sin when you sin. When you give in and you obey your flesh, you activate the dead man. And there begins a war within yourself mm-hmm. with the new man and the old man. They say this is some hard stuff to live by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all said this, this is it? some hard stuff. Who can do
1: that? No one can. Yeah. I got a question. If you want. Um. <laughs> 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 um, does that mean you haven't
2: um, forgave somebody if you still think about the stuff they did? Like oh. if you still, uh, not like you're angry to them, but you still find yourself you know, mm-hmm. just thinking about it.
0: I could just use myself. Okay. I will use myself. I guess it's just something real quick without uh, going too much in it because we are on the half an hour is that when you forgive someone when the act of forgiveness is releasing a person I think we have to understand the word forgive. Yeah. It means to release someone for a debt that they owe. That you feel they owe. Mm-hmm. It's a debt That they And they should be sentenced as as well as we, as sinners we were before we became saved. You had a debt that needed to be paid, and he didn't allow you to pay it. He paid it for you, Red. And this is what you do when you forgive someone. You do the same thing that Christ did for you. You release them of the debt that they owe and the punishment and the sentence they should be given and when you do that and release that person mm-hmm. you, you don't have a list of all the things that they did and how you felt how felt about how and when they did what to you and this is the thing about it it's it's almost like you 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 can't remember you can't remember when you really forgive someone well, that's what he because said because what's going to happen is that the feelings that go along with it and the images Because they're mostly, this is how we remember. We think we really remember through words. But how you remember is images. The brain has a lot of frames of pictures. But they come up in you through words and thoughts. But they're pictures. And the word of God washes this away. He washes this away. Forgiveness is a real deep thing, and it's the greatest and the most honorable thing that we could ever do as a believer. Because guess what? He did it for you, Red.
1: And he said, if you don't forgive, he said, how can he forgive you?
0: If you don't forgive,
1: how can I forgive you?
0: So does that mean that I haven't forgiven them? I want to clearly answer your question. I would say yes. Because I had someone to do something to me very terrible And I kept having, and when you don't really forgive, you can continue to have those thoughts and images. And I'm telling you, when you do really forgive, that thoughts and images is going to dissipate. They're not going to be there. The feelings is not going to be there. What you really have to do is just really sit down with yourself and say, you know what? Because the flesh and the enemy are going to keep, he's accusing of the brother. He's going to keep bringing it to you. You're going to keep rethinking all what happened, what was done, and then the feelings and all the action and everything that went along with it. And it drives you crazy. Torment.
1: It's torment.
0: Is that you sit down one good time mm-hmm. and let's just have this talk. Yes, this happened to me. And, and, and all the descriptions of the things that happen, everything. It's like it's a, it, this is why God says let's come together and reason. Bring it all out, everything, once and for all. And then leave it once and for all. Because I'm not willing to revisit this again.
1: God doesn't bring up your, everything that you've done. He'd never come, in, come here, let me talk to you for a minute. Remember you did this? And remember you did that? God don't do that. He doesn't do that. When you repent and truly repent and turn from it, now you can go ahead and go ahead and do what you need to do. But he does not sit there and remind you of all the bad things that you've done. Only, your, only the accuser does that. Close the door. The best way to close that door is exactly what she said.
0: That's just an awesome thing. Forgiveness. Yeah. I'm just I mean, glad he's I, giving
1: us that too. I, I can do say it. the same thing. I mean, I, I truly have forgiven the person that stabbed me mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and loved the person.
2: That's right.
1: Yeah, red right, stabbed me. Mm-hmm. and love them. Mm-hmm. I love each other. That's why y'all sitting in this room right now. Mm-hmm. That's why y'all sitting in this building. That's why we got this over here. Mm-hmm. Because I truly forgave. I truly forgave the person that stabbed me. Mm-hmm. And because I forgave them that stabbed me, guess what? I was able to raise these beautiful daughters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They call me dad. I love them. I got grandkids from the first That stabbed me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got good friends now. I have, I have nothing... At all, see, I, n- I know what I'm talking about when it comes to forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Felt oh. that I had a right. Felt that I had a right that one of the words mm-hmm. that I had spoken that if I ever saw him again, mm-hmm. I would kill him, oh. and I meant it.
0: And that was in. I, was in I won't say that. That
1: was my natural thought.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so, forgiveness is a powerful thing, and it opens up doors. And now, guess what? I'm free, and he's free. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because the enemy would he have you. He both got saved right home. here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Jesus, my God forgiveness is powerful don't y'all awesome don't you short mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit when it comes to forgiveness you don't know what door that's opening up first of all it open up the door to eternity you amen. don't know
0: Powerful. God became the righteous of Jesus this is all what happened here and Christ become the righteousness now of the new creation amen because you now have been begotten of Jesus Uh, John speaks of, as he is, so are we in this world. So, how is he? Mm -hmm. He is righteous and holy. So, we're going to really dig deep into that term. Uh, I want you just to make note of our foundation scripture, which is Ephesians 4.24. And we're talking about made righteous with Christ. Ephesians 4.24. And I'm going to give you about three different versions of that reading. Uh, The first one here is, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Again it reads, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Another version, and clothe yourselves with the new nature created to be godly which expresses itself in the righteousness and holiness that flows from the truth. Mm. I'm in now the complete Jewish Bible reading. And clothe yourselves. I'm going to teach you how to clothe yourself and what Mm. that actually means. With the new nature created to be godly. Your new nature should be godly. And it should express your righteousness and holiness because it flows from truth. And put on the new nature, the recreated self, created in God's image, God-like, and true righteousness and holiness. So what does all that really mean? And that you put on the new man. And it's done through putting on the new man in your heart. All of this is done in the heart. This is not something that you're born with. This is not an old principle that's made new. This is something that is infused into the believer. And I want to just break down the word infuse. Infuse means to introduce by pouring. Penetrate to extract elements and properties out of. So he infuses his spirit Mm. into you. It brings out the things that are not of God. And He saturates now your heart with holiness and righteousness. He saturates your heart with that now. This is now your new nature. It happens in the heart. So you have a new heart, a new spirit is given unto you. You have now new senses. Mm. You have new senses. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you uh, tell you mean by the new man? What's that? Can you tell me by the new oh, man? Oh, sure. The new man means this is that the old man, let's talk about the old man first. The old man is likely you cuss him out, they're going to cuss you out, right?
2: Yep. The, n-
0: the old man doesn't care about hurting someone, the old man doesn't seek to please other people. The old man is selfish. The old man seeks to only please himself. The old man has his own will. He wants to do what he wants to do. That's the old man. This is why in relationships, things go bad because of you want to please yourself, you're selfish. (laughs) The old man doesn't know how to love. If you do me wrong, I don't know how they don't have the capability to forgive. That's the old man. The new man. What happens now when you give your life to Christ? Jesus comes in your heart, and He causes you not to be living in your former state. He causes you to love when someone seemed impossible to love. Mm-hmm. He causes you to help people when you was a person who was selfish, didn't care about nobody's life. He causes a person to give fifty thousand dollars. Mm a ministry that would use and abuse him, but because rocket love and because you're following Christ, this is why we give abundantly of ourselves. The new man gives. He's never seeking anything for himself. The new man is created in the heart, Sherry, and this is what has to happen to Charles. He needs a new heart. He has a stony heart. The old person has a stony, cold heart. It's turned away from God. Yeah. The new man heart is towards God. Mm-hmm. The new man heart seeks God's out. He seeks him out whether he's tired. The new man prays when he don't feel like praying. Mm-hmm. The new man want what's right mm-hmm. for his brethren. Yeah. That's the new creation. Amen?
1: Yeah, can so I one thing? Mm-hmm. You have the old man has a nature what is what is natural for him to do mm-hmm. which was all of these things mm-hmm. not the love not the, you know the hate mm-hmm. and all that but now the new nature because you're born again you have a new nature mm-hmm. so the new nature wants to he, he really wants to love he really mm-hmm. wants to seek out mm-hmm. the goodness and mm-hmm. kindness of people right. in every situation mm-hmm. that's what the new nature is so this is why love is truly all you need
0: mm-hmm. amen take what the new man needs to what happens when the uh, or what qualify a new man. Mm-hmm. This has to happen. You have to walk our lives in conversation that agrees with the new man, because you still can That's walk contrary. contrary to mm-hmm. your new life.
1: Mm-hmm. which most Christians do?
0: You have to put off the old man. And how do you put off the old man? Mm-hmm. You stop having conversations
1: mm-hmm.
0: with him. Mm-hmm. that is the same conversation as the old man.
1: Mm. Amen. Oh, oh. You
0: shouldn't be talking the same. Yeah. You shouldn't be acting the same. You shouldn't be walking the same. And walking means living. And, and also, a word that I was looking at is a word thrive. We should, the word thrive means prosper. You should be prospering. We look at prosperity as money. money. Mm-hmm. You should be thriving. You should be growing.
1: In your thrive
0: means grow. Thrive means develop. Successful. Thrive. That's right. This is what we should be doing as a new man maturing. Which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. It's what happens in the soul of man, again, which is the spirit. It is created after God by his power, according to his mind and his will. So you don't no longer have your mind, but you do have your mind but you don't have your mind we're going to talk about the mystery of the new birth because you're in the world but you're not of the world so we're going to really talk about that and how am i born again but still i have the old man around why is he still hanging around
1: <laughs> why you keep going back to right. the grave site? i always say why you keep going back to the grave site? right he's dead why you keep going back there because we're in a process mm-hmm.
0: we're in a process of being Being saved, you're not saved, you're in the process of being saved. Mm -hmm. So this is why the old man still hangs around, because you're in the flesh, but you're not your flesh, you are your spirit. Amen. So you're you're created now after his image and his likeness and righteousness and, and holiness, it's called true. You are true now. The new man is true. The question is, have you been living true? Or have you been living as a hypocrite? No. Opposing yeah. to the pretended holiness of a hypocrite and you denote the truth and the genuineness of your spiritual walk. Do you disregard your spiritual walk? A hypocrite is an actor. So what is righteousness? We're talking about what is righteousness. and the Greek, righteousness is justice. Mm. It's conformance to an established standard. That's good. Justice. Righteousness. You are conformed to standards that are established for you. Join the military, you have to conform to the standards of the military. You're no longer a civilian, mm. you have a new life. You are the property. The United States of America, military, Army, Navy, Marine, Coast Guard. <laughs> you are not <laughs> ISIS. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying as yes,
1: they are. they that, That's true. That one.
0: So what is justice? You see how my teachers go from righteous and justice is a part of righteousness, but what is justice? Justice is doing the right thing. Doing the right thing, you may do what you think is good, good. but God says, "Do what's best." Hmm. And what's best is His word. You think you're doing something good, but your good is a total different, different uh, definition than God's good. Yeah. Righteous. Justice means doing the right thing. Conformance. It means to follow the way of God. Conform to his way and not your way. Not your way of thinking. Because even a fool thinks his way is right.
1: That's what, that's what the issue is.
0: Mm? A fool thinks his way is right. Coming up with the this, this same wrong results every time, every time and you're thinking it's right. Every time.
1: That's a fool. Ten for ten.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a a fool. That's a fool. Are you trying to understand why they keep talking about they want a different outcome, but they keep doing the same thing? That is a fool. Can you change your way?
1: I promise you, you'll have a different outcome if you change your way.
0: Mm. Change your perspective. Righteousness is a garment. That's good. A garment that is pure and spotless, Wrinkle meaning face. pure and spotless just means truth.
1: Mm.
0: Don't mean the way that I dress. <laughs> You're putting on truth. It's so good. And which is put on by? And how is truth? And how is the garment put on? It's put on by the hand of faith. To God what you can't see but you know to be true that just see, that just romanced me just yeah, then it, it hit see, me too I'm just saying I'm this is think. how you put on righteousness yeah. and holiness you put it on by the hand oh, of faith faith, <laughs> faith is, is substance of things that we hope for but the evidence of things not seen. not seen I can't see it I can't see him, but I know he's true. Amen. So my faith, there you go. what I believe, grasps upon what I can't see, and I put it on. Amen. I put it on, Mom. I'm, I'm, my body is afflicted. I'm feeling sick, but, but by faith, my hand grasps healing, and I put it on.
1: You're going in the Word now.
0: This is how a believer lives, not just by believing, but faith has what, wh- who we are in our new senses because you have a new sense because you can taste, smell, touch, and feel and see naturally. But spiritually, you can do all five things. Joe so how do I live a righteous life? Through my spiritual senses of what I can't see. Now how I live naturally, Is by what I do see. But how I live spiritually is what I don't see. But I'm able to see because of the word of God illuminates and and it brings to life the things that I can't see. I can see through the things that are bad and and is not working, appears to not be working for my good. But by faith, Mm -hmm. I put on the garment of righteousness and holiness which reveals what I can't see and brings truth to the light of things that are not there. It reveals. It's this empty space right here. There's nothing there but the carpet. But what God does through our belief, my hand reaches out for faith of what I'm believing, and it brings out, it unveils out of nothing something. It unveils the truth, Dave. It unveils an open, now, a balanced marriage. It, it, what I can't see from nothing. He created you and I from nothing. Yeah. What we couldn't see. Mm-hmm. But now you exist. Amen.
1: And he's the only one that can do that, and that is Barak. And he's created out of nothing. Amen. So what people start creating new things, they're not. They're taking stuff that already exists, mm-hmm. but God spoke it out of nothing. nothing. Barak, nothing. That's right, and he says it's impossible to please him without faith.
0: Amen. You guys got to get this because this is how you're supposed to live now.
1: Amen. You Not can't stop here.
0: Stop going by your feelings. I'm telling you, things and people—the people that we love the greatest—get on our nerve the most. Mm. Uh-huh. Other than the wife, <coughs> I kn- I'm telling you, they do. But the thing about it is this that when it comes to faith and our righteousness and our holiness, is that it unveils what is not there. Amen. And you get to see the true person if they are born again. We're talking about believers. And so I want you to know when you put on this garment of righteousness and holiness, that it has different types of, uh, the fabric of the garment has six or so different elements. So let's go into real Uh quickly. This garment of righteousness and holiness, the fabric of it, it includes in the the fabric of our righteousness includes living for God's kingdom to six of those. This validates your garment Mm. of righteousness and holiness, living for God's kingdom first. This validates your righteousness and your holiness. This validate that you have a true relationship with God, living for God's kingdom, putting his kingdom first. That's Matthew 6.33. We're talking about the fabric of your righteousness. Faith in God and, and in his promises. We believe that a man is called righteous because of his faith, not by the works of the law. A righteous person has faith in God and his promises. In spite of what you see, you have faith in God and his promises. Amen. In spite of what you're experiencing,
1: what you're going through.
0: Your job, people, things, situation, in spite of that, you have faith in what God has already promised you. But you need to know what those promises are. The third element of our fabric of righteousness is more than just faith. More than just faith. Your fabric includes more than just faith. True righteousness requires more than just faith. A man is pronounced righteous by the things that he does. The fourth fabric of our righteousness is that you're dead to sin. That's a part of your fabric, that you're dead to sin. To be counted as righteous, you can't be immoral or continue in a sinful course. I'm going to read this for you because this is Romans 6, 12 through 14. Therefore, don't allow sin to rule your moral bodies anymore. Don't obey its desires. Don't obey your flesh. Mm-hmm. And more important, don't offer your body parts as unrighteous weapons of sin.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Don't offer your body as unrighteous weapon parts.
1: Weapon parts.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Unrighteous weapons. Weapon parts of sin. Mm. Mm. He says, "Rather offer yourself to God as people who has been made alive from those who are dead, and offer your body parts to God as a righteous weapon."
1: That's including your mouth.
0: I'm, I'm serious.
1: Everybody minds going to another section, but it's your mouth and also your eyes and your ears. Go ahead.
0: So sin may not be your master because you're under the law. Rather, you're under God's loving care. Amen. The fifth is start speaking the truth. (laughs) Mm. Although faith is required to prove ourselves righteous, speaking truth about what we believe is what saves us. Speaking the truth is what saves you. Again, when you're experiencing things in life, start to speak the truth to the lie. Mm. Speak the truth to the lie. Imprison the lie. Imprison every lie that the enemy tried to present to you.
1: So that's the casting down the
0: imagination of every thought that tried to exalt exalt itself above the name of God
1: Amen. we won't put the word on
0: it Mm, speak the truth speak the truth I'm healed I'm wonderfully and fearfully made
1: I have an abundance
0: I am the workmanship that's crafted by the most holy God I can forgive amen Mm -hmm. because the ultimate forgiver Dwells and lives and has taken abode within me. Speaking the truth about what we believe is what saved us, Romans 10.10, for it's this belief in your heart that makes you righteous and it's your mouth when you confess this that is saving you. That is saving you. You have to be continually being saved because you're not saved yet. mm for it's this belief, I'm kind of, these are just my words. For, this, for it is this belief in your heart that makes you righteous and it's your mouth when you confess this is what's saving you. Again, Romans ten nine. You have to believe in your heart. He said this is what faith, but now what saves you is when you confess. Mm. Turn to Romans 10, 9. In your heart. No, literally someone turned out. No, no, to I was just 9. saying that was oh. confessing your heart. <laughs> I yeah. need somebody to read Romans ten. Romans and
1: 9. nine. Who got it? Ready? Read.
0: Sorry. That if you acknowledge publicly with your mouth that Yeshua is Lord and trust in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you would be delivered. Sorry, that's complete Jewish. That's good. For it's this belief in your heart that makes you righteous. It's this faith that you believe that makes you righteous. Mm-hmm. But we're going to go to a deeper understanding of righteousness before we conclude. I'm going to let you guys go in, in 10 minutes. Um, but what now saves you is your confession. What you say, now you have to speak the truth. Mm. Now I believe on the son,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but now what saves me Come on. is what I say. Mm. If I don't, See, it's one thing to believe. This is why even in, in a marriage ceremony, it's one thing to believe now that you're my husband. But you have to confess.
1: You have to say it.
0: That I now take you to be my beloved husband. I do. <laughs> I do? <laughs> this, is <what> we <laughs> this is what has to happen. You're not married time. until you confess. That's right. You have to speak it. You have to declare, you have to announce to the world that this is my husband, this is my wife. It's a declaration. Make it known to the world that we are in union.
1: Covenant. Amen. Oneness. Amen. My question is, because we
0: always say we say that to do Romans
1: 10, 9. But what you just said, I mean 9 says it, but 10, the next verse, confirms it. So we don't have nobody ever says Romans 10, 9, and 10. Right. Mm-hmm. You
0: can it again. You can yes. you in your heart. It makes you righteous, but if mm-hmm. you never confess
1: it, mm-hmm. you won't be saved. Yeah. Amen. But, and we do it over here.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. You, you have to, he said, because this is, is one thing to make you righteous, but it's another thing that saves you. Your confession is what saves you. Because you are declaring. When you confess Jesus Christ, like what you did, Lord, when you came, what happens that you denounce Satan. When I say Jesus is Lord,
2: hey,
0: I automatically denounce Satan as Lord of my life because he was your ruler and your master. And you had no choice and no will except to serve him. He
1: was your father.
0: You had no ability. When you're, not, when you're not born again, you don't have the ability, to, the capability to do what's right because you're doing what's wrong with and how you were made in your form in your mother's womb to sin. You were made to sin.
1: That was your nature.
0: But now that you're born again, you're now made to serve him because you denounced Satan the same time that you, you declared that Jesus was Lord. It was like it was the same timing. You were saying two things at the same time. Jesus is Lord, Satan, you're denounced.
1: Same time.
0: Same time. Same time. You were saying, I, I, I was defeated, but you said now I'm a, I'm a victor. You're saying that at the same time, you're declaring in your defeat, you're saying victory. And the sinner's prayer. But it has to be said, it has to be announced, it has to be declared to the public, to the world. And it has to be witnessed in heaven also in hell of who I am and whose I am now.
1: Like when they get married, they turn around and say, now this is Mr. and Mrs. Such and Such. You have just announced.
0: Amen. And yeah. the last part <laughs> of your fabric of your righteousness is this. And listen clearly. Severely persecuted. You have to be part of your righteous garment is that you will be severely persecuted. Uh-oh. Not just persecuted, but severely. Put on public display.
1: That is so good.
0: Because this is what happened to our our father. This is what happened to Jesus on the cross. He was severely persecuted. This is what happened sometime for some of us here recently. Doing nothing, mind your own business. Became severely persecuted.
1: For his name's sake.
0: But it's for his name's sake.
1: And he tells you that's what's going to happen.
0: This is why. You count it all joy. Joy. And the people who despitefully go after you, or come after you, did nothing to them, mind your own business. Because you bear the name of Jesus Christ now. And the enemy was mad, not was and is mad, that he didn't get you. Mm -hmm. But he tried, he tried to come at your senses.
1: So,
0: Mm. If you aren't severely persecuted for being righteous, you won't be accepted in the kingdom of God. Righteous. If you aren't severely persecuted for being righteous, you won't be accepted in the kingdom of God. Matthew
1: 5.10. I lost my job.
0: Severely. That's what they don't
1: even understand when I was working for 14 years. Try to come for me. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That happened to Darius just for a second too, didn't it Darius,
0: at one point. Yeah, I mean, and, and another thing, people don't believe in you, man. Mm. Wow, mm-hmm. guys, I, I don't he know is. if I can uh, take can. you guys through here. Because I, 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 you need this, so I, I just give me, give me uh, mm-hmm. eight minutes. Holiness, because we have to talk about those two things, because this is what you've me. been made, you've been made righteous and made holy. The word of God says, be holy for he is holy. In the the Greek it means to be set apart, sacred, consecrated, dedicated to honor as as sacred. And all that really means is this. Your new life is to be set aside to live holy. (laughs) We hear consecrated, we hear all these different words, we, we hear set apart, and it is set apart. But it's your new life is to be set aside to live holy. And we're going to go deep into the word holy. Matter of fact, can someone briefly tell me, just one person, what you think holy really means?
1: We're all Christians. Because you've
0: been called to live holy. Purity? Purity. It's good. Biblical response, good. (laughs) (laughs) To be separated from the world. And that's good, because that's a lot of part of it. Perfect, mm. awesome, mm. awesome students. So let's go deeper, wow. deeper inside of holiness. This is the definition of God's holiness. First of all, God's holiness we're talking about. He is not, I need you to listen clearly because this is a mystery, it's gonna be revealed. He is not bound by the world, yet he fills the entire world with no space being void. He's not limited by the world but yet he fills the whole world and there's no place that's void of his presence even Mm -hmm. the lowest part of the places in the earth. He's everywhere. This is why I said Friday night is this his day? Is he everything? Is he everywhere? He says not to be of the world but he's everywhere in the world. Wait a minute he's everywhere in the world but he's not of the world this is holiness. That's holiness. That's holiness. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) That he, in a manner, he's part of the world, but he's not. He's everywhere, void of no space on the earth, but he's not of the world. Nevertheless, he's not affected by the world. Even though he's everywhere in the world, he's not affected by the things in the world.
1: Mm. Holy.
0: Even the things that you do, that's not good. He's not affected by it. He's in you, around you, and upon you. And even your sin still does not affect him. Wow. I just love Jesus because he's, really, he's really romancing me right about now. I don't know about you. It affects you, not him. Wow. Mm. he's in you around you Holy Spirit is
2: and
0: and he's upon you but when you commit a sin it still doesn't affect him
2: Mm. he's holy
0: this is what defined his holiness that's holy he's set apart but he's a part he is the whole of the part He is the whole of the part because you're part of the whole. And when part of the whole sins, it doesn't affect the whole. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, he's not affected by the world. All that we do cannot cause a change in God. To God, the world has nothing and has no effect upon him. Yet he is immediately present in every aspect of the world in a manner. That he cannot be separated from the world. <coughs> the mystery that we just talked about. A whole is being divided into opposing part that overlays but doesn't affect the other part of the whole. We're gonna, you're gonna get and understand. Don't try to understand it now. Holy Spirit's gonna minister to you later. He is actively involved in the running of the world, mm. yet totally unaffected by the world. President Obama is is running the United States, but he's not affected by the things in the United States. That's not possible, because he would be. And yet our prayers he hears and answer. But he's not of this world. And he's not affected by the things in this world. That's holiness.
2: Mm, mm, mm.
0: (laughs) This is also our holiness. That's why he says to you, and he can say to you, you're in the world, but you're not of the world.
1: Then he says, be holy, for I am holy. Amen. Amen.
0: You're in the world, and you see, the, you see your your circumstances and situation and people, and they're getting on your nerves. You're feeling whatever kind of way, but he's saying that you shouldn't because you should be able to be in the world and not be out of the world. You should be able to be in the world, doing the works of the thing, going to your job, and having your, your personal relationship with people, and the things that people do and say still not affect you, what he's saying. Amen. Mm. Try that.
2: No. Try that.
0: Try living a life to where you're in the world, but you're not affected by the things on your job, in your home, your children, your parents, the people that you love. You can see it, you can feel it, but you're not affected by it. This is holiness. That's the mystery of your new birth. Mm, mm. You've been made righteous and you've been made holy. You've been see, we got the holy thing all Tell it. Go confused ahead. Go ahead. is go about ahead. how I dress. I, I need to have something real long on me. I need to be covered up. That's not holiness.
1: But you do need to be covered up.
0: Holiness is this.
1: <laughs> 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 we don't want
0: you to have negative. That's go. a distraction.
1: <laughs> but I get what you're saying.
0: Amen. Y'all make me stand up. I gotta get real quick through. Then the the confirmation of our holiness, our holiness, the confirmation that you've been born again is this. 1 John 3, 2, and it speaks about, and I'm just going to read it to you. It says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. You are now the sons of God. Yet he saying it doesn't appear to you. You can't see it. He said, but what we know for sure is that when he comes, when he, when he appears, we will be like him. But you already like him because I'm giving you a short version of it because Jesus is the new man. Hallelujah. Uh uh-uh. Jesus is the new man. Okay. But we can't see naturally who we are because it does not yet appear who we are in the natural. But what we know for sure and a confirmation that when he, when he does yeah, do. appear, we will be like him as he is. The question is, how is he? The question is, how is he? He is a new man. And that was a good alert at the right time. Because when he appears, when he appears, we will be like him. We will see him as he is, the new man, mm-hmm. with the glorified body.
1: That's right, That's
0: beloved. He says, "Now are we the sons of God?" And how was that? By adopt, we were adopted in, and it was done secretly, in Christ, and Christ, and where He predestined us to be His sons. And then we're in covenant with him through grace. And then we were regenerated through him through the works that God did in, the, in hell, in Hades, and on the right-hand side of the Father. I'm just breaking down the scripture. And it does not yet appear what we shall be, perfect, righteous, and holy, being free from sin. And you're being glorified, being free from the things that had you bound. And then the Father's going to publicly announce that you are mine.
1: Good God.
0: Mm. He hasn't done that yet. Mm-mm. He's going to publicly announce that you are the sons of God. Yes. Amen. He's going to announce this to the world, Greg, that you are my child. Amen. The sons of God. He's going to stand you and stand with them, and he's going to declare to the entire world who you are. Mm. We shall be like him. And body, in fashion like him, in his glorious body, the immortality, the incorruption and the power and the glory of his spirituality, we will be like him when he appear. For he is the new man. I just want you all to, to know today that you are born again. For those who have done Romans uh, 9 through 10, <laughs> you are born again. And this new birth doesn't include defeat. This new birth doesn't include depression. Oh, yeah. This new birth doesn't include you you being in a place of misery Operation. and anguish. Our life should not look like the sinner. Right. Mm. Our relationship should be strong with each other. Amen. 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 We are to be the examples and how to live, how to live in chaos. And not a Strive, but Mm. be thriving, come on now, in chaos. And when everyone else is struggling, you should be thriving. You should be growing. You should be prospering. You should be successful because you are a child of the most high God. You have been begotten of the Son of God. Think about your life and where you're at. You've been born again, Freddy. You, you're not of your mother. This is why we keep seeing the wrong image. Because it still does not yet appear when I look in the mirror who I am. Mm. And the reason it does not yet appear because you have not used the hand of faith to grab hold of your new identity. You have been now, you are now identified with Christ. And his death, his burial, his resurrection. And his suffering, and his conquering Satan, and everything that you'll ever go through, BK. He said, "You've already won." Mm. Mm-hmm. This is why I walk in total confidence of not of who I am, but whose I am. I am the child. That's one thing that I am. I am the son of President Barack Obama. It's one thing. A you know, certain status when a person say who they belong to. Mm-hmm. But I'm the child of the creator of the universe. Mm. Mm. There's nothing can top that. Our Father, Mm. our King. Our Father, Mm. our King. You have all power, all authority, Greg, Mm. to succeed, Mm -hmm. learn to be a success, Mm. to walk in peace, to walk in victory, to walk in health, walk in strength. You now are the new man that's what's going to be revealed to you when the father stands before all of us at judgment is the new man and he's bringing you through this process of you being saved safely to the father amen. to present him as the new creation amen, amen.
1: amen. our father our king see amen. you know we said our father if your father is the king what does that make you he said, you're a priest and a kingship, right? That's what we are. See, we, when I read it, it still have not sunk in yeah. to when we read that our father, our king. Yeah, well, he's my father and he's a king. That makes me what?
2: Okay, I'm just
1: like him too. Yeah, I'm just saying. And, and, and the son of God, the angels, you know, in the old and the new, they call them the sons of God, correct? You know why you're a son of God? Because the angel, what they are a direct creation from God. Adam was a direct creation from God. So now when you're born again, now you are what? Sons of God. Now, now he called you. Now you are a direct creation as you're born again of God. That's why you become a son of God. You are a direct creation from God. Until you're born again, you're not a direct creation. We're all God's kids. No, you're not. You're all God's creation, but you're not all His children until you receive Him in your heart.